0: IME India Executive Briefings January 2023 Politics and Economy G20 by Adit Jain. Welcome to India. The journey from Bombay Santa Cruz Airport to its southern tip at Nariman Point is along construction barricades, the site of a coastal road that promises to reduce the travel time to 30 minutes. These cordons are painted with G20 logos, an indication that India's business capital will host a few sessions, possibly those for working groups, carved out by the G20 organization. New Delhi will be the proud host for the Leadership Summit later this year. As Prime Minister Narendra Modi assumes the chair of this increasingly important multilateral organization, its prominence has grown as the primary forum for engagement amongst the world's largest economies. These include both advanced nations and emerging markets, accounting for about 80% of global GDP, 75% of international trade, and two-thirds of the world's population. Over the years, the G20 has mutated into a platform for discussion on three critical issues. First, economic and financial cooperation amongst the international community. Second, sustainable development. And third, energy security and commodity markets. The process contains several working groups across a wide spectrum of subjects that submit recommendations to the leadership, and frequently these become the acceptable policy followed by G20 members and consequently other nations. The G20, over the coming years, is likely to morph further into the primary global platform for engagement amongst the countries that truly matter. Other multilateral bodies, such as the World Trade Organization, have become far too bulky and consequently too truculent to arrive at any sort of consensus. In any case, the G20 platform has representation from several global and regional organizations such as the IMF, World Bank, the ECB, the African Union, the Pacific Islands Forum, ASEAN, the Asian Development Bank, among several others. Interestingly, it also includes bodies such as FIFA and the International Olympic Committee. It was abundantly obvious to any delegate that attended the Bali G20 summit a few months ago that there were three individuals that enjoyed the stature of global leaders. These included the presidents of the United States and China, Joe Biden and Xi Jinping, and the Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi. With India's economy now ranked in the top 5 with a purchasing power parity adjusted for GDP measuring 11.6 trillion US dollars, India punches much harder in the global order than it did even five years ago. Going forward, this will strengthen more as the economy gains traction with growth rates around 7% per annum. With a smaller group, the G20, as the discussion platform, India has the ability to influence thinking on a host of issues that it considers relevant to gain multilateral consensus. Its rising market cloud, coupled with a non assertive geopolitical position, makes it an attractive investment destination. To diversify and thus untangle global supply chains. Moreover, with China's increasingly belligerent stance on Taiwan and other neighbors, and the risk of escalation leading to conflict, global boardrooms have become cautious about the impact of likely sanctions that may follow a hostile development. India, on the other hand, with its membership of the Quad, becomes the pivotal nation within the Indo-Pacific, a region that now dominates the overseas interests of major powers including the United States, Japan, the UK, and France. The G20 and India's role in it adds to this importance. A collateral benefit of the G20 summit later this year would be the sprucing up of India's cities, specifically Delhi and Bombay, but also others that host various working groups. For the Modi administration, it would provide an opportunity to showcase a new and rising India. The government seeks to ensure that it creates a strong impression. For the rest of us, The driving time to South Bombay would be reduced by half.